Ticket Volume brings you a leader of sustainable IT, an ITIL lead editor, founder of Watermelon and Feta Executive Coaching and Leadership. She also has experience as a team leader, manager, and many more roles. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving IT experiences. I'm your host, Matt Barron. And this podcast is powered by Invigate, a global leader in IT service and asset management. As you know, every week I chat with different people to share insights on service management, technology, and this episode is no exception. But before we start, I would like you to try to subscribe, like, or comment on our, t- on our episodes. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. For now, though, let's begin. Welcome to Ticket Volume, Antonina Klintsova. Thank you, Matt. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm <laughs> really happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, and uh, you've been making the the speaker circuit, I'll call it the IT speaker circuit, and speaking at Service World and uh, a couple other events too on sustainable IT, which I think is one of the hot trends of the year. Um, It's something new to ITIL4 and something that we're starting to hear more and more. So what is it? What is sustainable IT? Well, first of all, that's literally hot topic because we're talking about, you know, hot weather and hot stuff around us. So yeah, that's a hot topic and for IT as well. Um, sustainability was presented for um, in ITIL for publications a year ago, exactly a year ago. It was uh, um, introduced on COP26 in Glasgow. And... From my personal point of view, it shifted ITL approach in general because it it becomes the part of all the practices and all the books. Got it. It's like a foundational layer that affects everything above it. It comes to foundation as well, yes. It's not the okay. only thing, but it should be there in the base of ITSM. Okay. And, and if I understand it correctly... The idea is that um, we need to, just like DevSecOps, how everything and every service needs to incorporate security and really be built with security in mind, is it kind of the same concept where we need to think about sustainability and build that into everything? It would be really hard for me to say it better than you just did. Yes. It's something that... Oh. It's... <laughs> Yeah, you're just doing this job for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was lucky. That yeah. was lucky. <laughs> this, you know, sustainability is not one-time initiative. It's not even the program. It's, as you put it into words, it's mindset. Same as security, and that we learned. But if you take, I don't know what, 15, 20 years ago, security also was percepted as something project-like and we'll do it for this project but we'll not think about that and the others and today it's everywhere no matter what we do procurement development uh, maintenance we think about security same with sustainability however unfortunately we don't have so much time when uh, waiting for this mindset to come so the sooner we all change the better it will be for all of us oh interesting yes so if a organization has sustainability as one of their objectives then the idea is that you should be doing it at a rapid pace right now because um you're missing out on all the opportunity as time goes on is that is that what you're saying that's true. I just wonder, should we synchronize what we actually call sustainability? Mm. Because from my experience, I see people still 
confused and maybe shall we clarify it? Yes, Just let's. This communication. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, there are two terms that people most probably will uh, spot in articles and books, sustainable development and sustainability. And it's just plain with words, as everything in books. However, it makes difference in the articles. When we talk about sustainable development, we talk more about the global level, the country level, the government level. And that's um, the development that we as human beings should do to meet our present goals and not compromising the ability to meet future goals. So that's more global level. Still, God. think globally, act locally, so it has something to do with you and me and everybody who works in IT. When we talk about sustainability, we go already on a corporate level, and we talk about the approach, the business approach that we use to create uh, value for society and other stakeholders by addressing risks and opportunities in three pillars, economic, environmental, and social. So if anyone who is listening for us now uh, was thinking that we talk only about environmental issues, well, sorry, guys, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah I love I that. that. That's Thanks. great. Those three areas totally make sense. Um, I also like the way that you, you split it out as um, there's sustainability as in like we're going to be able to keep operating as people. And then sustainability, we're going to continue to be able to provide uh, value or uh, within capacity at an organizational level. Exactly. So is this where you would see things like um, diversity and equity? Yes, that's the part of sustainability. Indeed. Uh, the human okay. rights. It's, it's here. Mm. Uh, digital poverty. So, you know, that's uh, not ability to use digital technologies because of age, because of location, whatever other reasons behind of that. That's also the part of sustainability. Okay. Okay. And is this, is this a specific subset of ITIL? Like you take foundation and then it's part of manager or is it, um, does it stand on its own or is it part of something else? Uh, for now, that stands not by itself as a part of the whole ITIL for framework. However, it's not the part, if you're asking about examination, it's not the part of the uh, leading and management uh, pass. Uh, exams are available for this module, the same as for cloud module and the other ones okay. um, in a way. Uh, however, most probably uh, the practices, and I'm talking about those 34 amazing practices that ITIL4 has, and most readers don't read them. They just believe that they are there. Strongly recommend to do that. Uh, they will be updated with sustainability okay. approaches as well. And then is this a new idea or is this something that has been around since ITIL1 or, or the 90s? Uh, really tricky question. Yeah. <laughs> In general, you know, if we think, let's say that's a new idea and not new at the same time. So, for example, when mm. ITIL 4 was published, sustainability was not the part of that. It wasn't there, um, not because it was forgotten, but maybe it was not in the scope of Axel's team as well, as we all learn. But then, luckily, uh, together with DEFRA, that um, topic became hot enough to be brought into ITIL 4 as well. 
However, if we think about that, um, ITIL 4, ITIL 3, and before, touched that partially, the ethics in IT industry. They were mentioned for quite a few years already, right? Uh, the human side of IT was also touched there. So it was there, but it was not really specified and not um, presented in the way maybe it should have been. Yeah, too. we needed someone to carry the torch. We needed Antonina to take this forward and share the news and let oh. people know the power of it and let people know that. Antonina and a really strong team, believe me. Uh, I've learned, you know, this beautiful uh, English phrase, I'm standing on the giant's shoulder. Yep, That's standing on the shoulders that, of right? giants, yes. On the shoulders of giants. Uh, well, I I knew the phrase, but while working on a sustainability book, I did understand what mm. does it mean. I was literally standing on the shoulders of giants of the team who was involved in creating this publication. Yeah, some of those co-authors. I'm always shocked. I'm shocked by the intelligence of our guests. Constantly, we really have some smart really intelligent thinkers uh, writing these books and contributing to these frameworks. We are, we're lucky to have them. I'll say that. So when you talk to organizations about sustainable IT and you tell them, you know, it's not just about saving the earth or whatever, it, it can also be about, you know, continuing to operate, continuing to add value. What do, what are some initiatives or outcomes or like goals that organizations will have that align to this. So for instance, like when you're um, selecting laptops or applications, how does this impact those decisions? Is that something that people consider? How do we operationalize this? That's what I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. How do we bring it into practice? Yeah. Right? There are three key areas that we should um, operationalize, as you're saying. Uh, products. So what do we, products and services, right? something that we do as the organization, mm -hmm. then our business model, how do we do that? And our ecosystem and all those three areas uh, should become more sustainable. So one of the really operational goals, so how do we make our products more sustainable? Maybe we want to uh, consume less electricity. Mm -hmm. And that's actually quite accurate topic for yes. now, right? Especially in Europe, it's, yeah, there are a lot of things. We, we thought it was by default and, you know, we don't think about electricity anymore. Well, voila, we actually do think yeah. about that. Yes, money and the amount of electricity available. So well, not all countries feel that, but all countries are connected. So maybe our product can um, help users to develop less data and uh, store less data in the cloud or on their personal uh, gadgets. Because we think that data is, well, we're just saving something in the cloud, but hey guys, somebody has to pay for the dinners, right? So each megabyte that you have in your files is uh, equal to 19 grams of CO2. So if you use, what's that? 10 megabytes on your laptop or any cloud, it's equivalent for 10 kilometers, if I'm not mistaken, for driving in a car. Mm. And now go to your storages, multiply that and check how many miles or kilometers you just drive just by storing the data. 
Um, so how do we make the products more sustainable? You know, the, the resources there and blah, blah, blah. Then the other aspect is business model. So how do we work in a more sustainable work? Again, social, environmental, and economical aspects. Can we optimize our processes in order to consume less of paper, uh, I don't know, electricity again? Or maybe we can be even more innovative and create some systems that will help not only us, but for mm. someone else. Because the point with sustainability, unfortunately, there is no single person in this world who knows how to do it right. We all experiment and listen to the, I don't know, Bill Gates podcast and his book or other leaders on this world. There is no answer, unfortunately, but we have to try. We have to be innovative. And the third aspect is ecosystem. We can produce really sustainable product. We can do it in a really sustainable way, but we provide that product for, um, well, let's say someone who is killing people. Well, are we sustainable in that sense? Well, no. Or if we provide that for someone who doesn't care about sustainability at all and all our efforts is actually minimized immediately, mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe we want, you know, to nudge our uh, partners or we can help them to make, uh, to become more sustainable. So there is a lot of communication there. I hope it answers your question or maybe I went a no, bit too far from operation. <laughs> You put it perfectly. You you need to reflect and and understand think things like that. How much uh, one megabyte of data storage costs the Earth, costs your organization, costs the vendors where you host your your data, and um, understand the once you understand where you are, then you can reflect on that and say, is this what we want? Is this the kind of uh, operations that we want to have, and then to also take it into the products and services that you deliver um, to understand, are you, are you forcing your customers to be wasteful? Um, and I'll never forget the, the first time I went to Sweden, we, I was in uh, college in a band and we were traveling to Norway and Sweden and we're having dinner and they're serving soda and us Americans are throwing our soda bottles in the recycling. Oh, good. We're recycling. Great. And the Swedes are looking at us like, you are crazy. That is money that you are throwing away. We need to collect those bottles and return them back to the soda manufacturers so they clean them and produce a, that closed loop product uh, cycle or closed loop service cycle has such a, it has, it is such an opportunity to provide more value at a yeah, lower right. cost, right? Exactly. And even thinking about, again, the digital gadgets that we use every day or those that we use for, you know, servers, the amount of um, valuable um, metals that are used there equivalent for what we have still in the earth. So why would we, you know, get something new out of the earth? We can mm -hmm. reuse that. And again, we just... We throw away the gadgets that still can be used just because we want it faster, we want it, but then there are still people who can use them. And there are a lot of opportunities around e-waste and uh -huh. yeah.
Yeah, you can see that there's so many procedures and processes to implement this in when you talk about preventative maintenance mm -hmm. and destruction, recycling, procurement. So so let's talk about that a little bit. Is this is this where yeah. IT should be partnering with financial operations to to determine these sort of things, looking for cost savings? Is that how we justify this as as an initiative? Yes, and IT should be cooperative, not only with finance, uh, finances. It's uh, in general, sustainability cannot be achieved in silo. It's all about communication, cooperation and co-creation. It doesn't matter to which departments we belong and IT there plays huge role. I would say one essential role because that's where a lot of innovations come from. And that's, you know, let's be honest, uh, IT industry brings a lot of innovation and pushes us people to be more productive, to investigate new areas. So on one side, yes, we, we bring a lot of uh, pollution as well. We're not as clean <laughs> as you think, but then at the same time, IT and digital industry can help a lot to financial departments to find the most optimal way to deal with uh, assets to uh, HR departments to understand how to help people communicate better and maybe to make it more inclusive for ecosystem in the company. So yeah, there should be that dialogue all the time. Man, what a great topic. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this because it seems so esoteric, but you make it seem very simple. And I can see how there would be a massive advantage to just exploring this topic understanding some of those use cases, especially when it comes to service design. Imagine choosing cloud vendors based on the fact that you can turn your servers off, uh, you know, at regular intervals, similar to the way that some countries and states have to do brownouts. You can kind of do the same thing with your data and your processing to save money, lower your impact, right? I really like to repeat this phrase uh, to myself and to others. We usually overestimate the complexity of this topic. So it thinks, oh, it's huge. There is nothing we can do. We all will die anyway. And maybe that's true. Well, we all <laughs> yeah. will die anyway. However, we underestimate what we already do and what we can do. And some of those tabs, they can be quite simple, but if many people do them at the same time, it will have dramatic shift. So, awesome. Yeah. Great way to end. So where, Antonina, where can people connect with you and learn more? I'll be absolutely happy to connect in LinkedIn. You can find me with the name Antonina Klensova, now Antonina Duan. That's a recent change. So I'll keep two of those family names for now. And please be in touch and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Ticket Volume, Antonina. Thank you very much, Matt, for inviting And to our audience, thanks for listening to this episode. We've got a bunch more out there and a lot more to explore. So subscribe. You'll get alerts when we've got new good episodes like this. You can also submit specific topics. In fact, some guests actually put in some questions for today's episode. So get out on our LinkedIn page. Get us on Twitter. Get us on Facebook, wherever you can find us, because that's how you're going to help us build the best podcast we can. And remember, leave a review or feedback because algorithms love that stuff. This podcast is brought to you by Invigate, the all-in-one IT service and asset management system that helps organizations with world-class IT support teams. If you're looking for a solution to build your help desk without the headaches of year-long implementations, you will love Invigate. 
In fact, IT teams from NASA, Toyota, and McDonald's use Invigate to manage requests, automate workflows, and centralize inventory data so they can focus on delivering better, more sustainable service. Don't forget, good service is good business. 